Hello, and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo Resilience Show. To Ben Like Bamboo is to master change with flexibility. And on the show, I get to learn from and interview very special guests about resilience and how to master it in our minds, bodies, and lives. And today, I'm interviewing the beautiful Tamara Patterson. Welcome to the show. Hello, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. This is really an honor. Oh, my honour too. Oh, gosh, we've known each other for ages. I think I, know. I was 24 when I met you and I'm 40 now. Yeah, it's quite a journey. Yeah. It's quite a journey. Yeah. Oh, I'm just so grateful that you're still in my life. Thank you. I'm grateful to be in it. <laughs> yeah, it's all been so meant to be. We've found each other along the way many times. So please let me introduce you properly. So Tamara Patterson is the founder of My Seven Blessings. Tamara is a versatile wellness professional with a passion for empowering women with over 10 years experience focusing on alternative healing modalities, supporting women via compassionately led workshops. She uses a combination of Reiki, yoga, sacred circles, spiritual coaching, meditation, and Taoist feminine practices. The therapeutic outcomes of these workshops teach women to make simple changes that allow them to be accountable for their life choices and take action towards their own healing. She has completed the Tony Robbins Mastery University and on her own personal healing journey, Tamara has been on many retreats and has meditated and prayed and surrendered and sat in silence for days and nights and danced and sweated and smudged and burned oils and incest, incense of Palo Santo. She has danced naked under the full moon and she meditates every single day and she has also smoked DMT and microdosed on LSD. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a juicy one. That's a little embarrassing. <laughs> well, I love that you explore. And how was that experience, by the way? Let's go there. Oh, wow. Um, it was truly amazing. Yes, it was wonderful. I did it. Um, I was very lucky to be guided by a shaman um, in those two processes. And it was something I thoroughly enjoyed and it is hard to put into words the actual experience so I can imagine um, did you did it did it was it healing for the mind uh on maybe on a subtle level the microdosing LSD is, is um a, there's a lot of science uh doing research into that now microdosing yeah. certain, um so I was very happy to experience it but then I went and walked in nature and yeah. What happened was amazing. Being able to see the energy and feel things, um, it, wow. it, it is an experience that is hard to put into words for me anyway. Yeah. How awesome. My goodness. And so before all of this and back when, you know, about 20 years ago when we first met, you were in the fashion and retail world. Yes, I was. We yes. both worked at Sabatini Knitwear together. Yes, we did. I did. My background from an early age was fashion. Yeah. Um, but my spiritual journey always went alongside of that very hit and miss. Yeah. I think my um, personal growth and spiritual journey started in my late teenage years, actually. Yeah, you've always been so in touch energy, energetically, spiritually. And then as you and I started to get to know each other through the years, because I've always naturally been quite spiritual and energetic myself, I just slowly started to realise that you spoke the same language as me and it's so comforting whenever we catch up. Like-minded individuals, I think, tend to find um, yeah. each other. Yes. Yeah. 
and we always learn from each other. I think it's lovely. For me, those conversations, deep and meaningful conversations with like-minded women are um, a beautiful connection to have. Definitely. Can you tell me what, um, tell me what My Seven Blessings is all about? Um, my Seven Blessings initially um, started, I loved the name, and it was originally um, I designed a range of clothing inspired by the chakras. So mm-hmm. it was seven pieces in seven colours, and that um, was an interesting journey, personal growth journey in itself. Yes. <laughs> I love the creativity. The whole business end of things is another story for me, <laughs> a very personal challenge. Talk about resilience. Yeah. <laughs> um, those pieces were retreat wear, yoga, meditation wear, and I ended up selling a lot of it when um, I was on retreat or um, um, holding retreats. Uh, so, because I've done the Osho Women's Circle, I was um, sharing that retreat uh, with other um sorry, with other women who were learning how to hold sacred circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in different, um, different retreat scenarios, I was selling the My Seven Blessings range. It has now morphed into personal services. So I do one, uh, one-on-one um, um, client consultations. Yes. do in-person work, sacred circles and workshops around self-care, I which is it. my passion. Yes. And I do, uh, we'll be doing more full day workshops, retreats next year in Bali. I have an online program and that's all under the My Seven Blessings banner. Yep. And I also design um, and um, sell eco-cork yoga mats. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> That's my seven blessings at the moment. It'll keep evolving. It will keep evolving. I love it. Well, let's dive in. What does resilience mean to you? Resilience is um, something I feel like I've had a lot of experience with. And to me, it mostly means being able to adapt easily, being able to bounce back after life, you know, throws you a curveball after something unexpected happens, whether it be with relationships or health or business, it, you know, covers every area of life. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that, you know, every day we experience change and, you know, but every now and then life brings the bigger change that can blow our circuits. Yes. Well, life for me is about change. And I think when we, and it doesn't always happen, you know, all the time, but when we can accept that change and feel maybe guided along the path, then I I think it feels a little bit easier to adapt. Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head to be guided on our paths is so important. We have to be so present um, in our bodies so we can feel connected. And that's when I feel my guidance is when I'm connected. And I do that with a morning ritual of journaling and meditation so that I'm in my body. And, you know, because often when I'm stressed, I'm thinking of the past or thinking of the future. And um, the guidance I get when I just sit in my body and empty my mind is profound. Absolutely profound. That is absolutely right. We all have our answers. We need to get quiet and still to hear them. How do you get quiet and still? 
Um, this is one of my favorite things to do. So I, um, I love being, I spend a lot of time alone as an empath. I need a lot of time alone. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very aware, I've trained myself to become very aware of when I'm distracting myself, when I'm distracting myself with screens or I'm distracting myself with food or I'm distracting myself with um, you know, chatting with people or whatever the distraction is. And I, I, I'm more able now to bring myself back to my center. Yeah. And, um, and especially in the morning, I think it's really important the way we wake up in the morning. So my breathing pranayama or meditation practices in the yeah. morning and getting quiet and still. Sometimes I put my hand on my heart and say, show me the truth so that there is always an answer, but it's becoming aware of when, because the answers are subtle and it, it's becoming discerning about whether it's the ego mind chatting Yes. And, um, getting in the way. I call it the rats are running. Or when you have that beautiful, quiet moment of awareness and a knowingness that arises within. I love that. It is a knowing. You do know yeah. when it's not your head chatter. Um, well, I would love it if you would share something that you've been through that you've had to overcome. Okay. <laughs> um, I, the most recent besides COVID and yeah. being a little bit displaced as I am at the moment, I, I think one of the most profound things in the last couple of years was leaving a toxic relationship and I, I, and the awareness that I brought to that and the learnings I took from that and the acknowledgement of some shadow stuff, all of these massive, very big lessons came up for me. Okay. And I feel like I was able to move through that really um, strong heartbreak uh, quite well and quite quickly because I I feel like I took the not the positives but I was able to see it in a different way that I had a soul contract with this person and that I now feel like and believe um, that. He was in my life to show me some shadow work that I needed to do. And I see that as an act of profound love. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just had goosebumps. It happened for you, not to you. And Absolutely. how did you get to that conclusion from the pain of the start of it of just, of course, it would have felt so hard and traumatic when you're faced with your demons in your shadows Talk about that bit first, the, the really difficult bit, rock bottom, the hardest time. Uh, it, it, it felt a little bit a part of me because the relationship ended up being so toxic. I felt like I was going a little bit crazy. I, yeah. I, was, I didn't know up from down. I felt my real self, my whole psyche had been damaged and uh, it really was a very big heartbreak. But of course, I think in those moments when you, what I call them, when your knees hit the floor and you're like, I, what do I do? I need help. For me, it's surrender. I believe in a higher power. So in those moments when I know that I have, I need support, I, I need my knees hit the floor and I'm like, what do I do? I surrender. You know, well, what is my next best step? I'm not even asking rational questions. It's just like, Oh my God, the pain is so intense. Yeah. 
So um, I, I don't, I, I look back on my life and all I can do is be so grateful for good guidance. And then it, for me, then this, I get a, a flood of divine inspiration and I follow it. Yeah, it, it's the best thing for me that I can do when I am in those moments of um, deep, deep, deep grief. And I, I, I now acknowledge that I allow myself to feel it, bring awareness to it, and I hand it up, I surrender, I ask for inspiration. And so looking back now, knowing that there was a soul contract there and there was something for you to learn, what did you learn about yourself through that time? Uh, yeah, that's a, a great question. What I was shown and what I've been able to work on over the last couple of years or acknowledge, heal, embrace is my codependency, yeah. which is uh, a part of, you know, having trauma. Um, that was one unhealed trauma bond that I have yeah and uh, that is part of the unhealthy feminine so yeah. for me to be able to bring awareness for that and see it really 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 clearly yeah and, and acknowledge it and go oh my god I, I just was like thank you thank you thank you because once it's acknowledged once you take responsibility for it yeah then healing then the healing begins then the True healing begins. And the re-empowerment from yes, the disempowerment. So empowered. Yes, 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 yes. And all of those fragmented pieces, those soul fragments, all of that starts to come back to a more aligned sense of self is the only way I can describe it, to a more centred, to more resilience. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so... That would have been like the rock bottom and then how did you come out of that? You, you started to listen to your inner guidance. You started to follow that inner inspiration. When did you start to see that the pieces started to come together? What was going on? What was your turning point? I really took a leap of faith and it took a, you know, this was a lead up. This didn't happen overnight. This happened over maybe a few months and I basically on one day <laughs> after I packed up the house and everything I um, got in my car I went and had all my hair cut off I got in my car and I drove for three days and three nights to northern New South Wales where I did a retreat beautiful wow and then what happened then um, well, then I, um, I stayed there. I decided to stay and I lived there for a while, which was very um, healing. Yeah. And it's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah. And then it was one step in front of the other. I would, every day I would ask, you know, what is my next best step or show me the truth or, you know, hand on heart. Um, how do I manage this? How do I, what, how, what is my next way forward? And then I went to India. And I spent five months in India, which was just life-changing. Or oh, before India, I went to Bali and I did the Osho training in women's sacred circles with a, a beautiful Osho devotee. You know, did all the, it was really serious work. Three weeks, seven days a week, about 15, 16 hours a day. 
and it was the dynamic meditations, the releasing chakra work. It was really deep, deep work. Training. Oh, I'm, far out. I'm so ever so grateful. Oh for my God. And and then what was India like for five months? It was truly um, one of my most incredible experiences I've ever had. So I did the yoga teacher training in um, Kerala in the south of India and I met my meditation teacher and I um, did went and also studied more with him. I studied, went deeper with my meditation training and I learned about yoga nidra and um, I... uh, I, I kind of did more healing. It got I got very still and quiet. Yoga Nidra there is wonderful for that. I went on silent retreats. I meditated, you know, oh, a lot, <laughs> and yeah. and it slowly just all started to feel more integrated, more at peace is the best way, and in a calm. Yeah, yeah. So when you brought into your awareness your shadow aspects, codependency for you. And then, you know, it all had to be blown apart. The chaos had to happen for you to reorganize. And when the pieces started to come back together, what was the new version of you letting go of codependency? Or is it something you're still working on now every day? Something I'm still working on. I believe, and I must admit this was one on my healing or personal growth journey, one of the important things for me to do was to realise this was a lifelong journey. There was no quick fix, well, yeah. certainly not for me. And But every time I, that there's something that comes up that I can bring awareness to, I know that it helps not only facilitate my healing, but it's wisdom that I can bring to um women in my circles, women in my community, women that come into my life for whatever reason. Absolutely, which is why I think these conversations are so important. It's just raising awareness and light yeah, and to not be ashamed of the shadow aspects that are meant to be there. And, yes, there are people that must come into our lives that we perceive as betrayal that will help to blow aspects of us apart And by falling to our knees is sometimes the only way to recognise who we are, what we stand for and what we're made of. And that's why you now see the prior relationship with eyes of love of, well, thank you for that gift for raising awareness um, of this shadow aspect of myself that I needed to heal. That's so wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, well done. Because betrayal is a strong theme, has been a strong theme in my life. Mm. And for years I think it was always about what people had done to me, you know, the unhealthy feminine, the victim. Um, And what I realise now when betrayal comes up in my life, I say, where am I betraying myself? Yes. It's, yes, it's, it's yes, yes, a very important question to ask. That was so juicy. So anyone out there that's just feeling like, why is this happening to me? Why is, you know, this betrayal, for example, how am I betraying myself right now? And how is that perhaps a mirror image of that? Yes. Which brings it so much more into our control because we can do something about that and we can thank the mirror images around us to show us what we're not looking at. Well, when I think when we're grateful, when because uh, practicing gratitude is a huge is a very important spiritual tool, but I think it's when we get to a point where we can see it's not the good or bad, 
It's we're grateful for everything because yeah. it's all part of our learning process if we can bring that kind of awareness to. And control, we don't always have control over what happens in our life. It's how we deal with it. And the only thing that we do have control over really is our attitude every day. Uh, we have a choice of how to feel about things that happen to us. And instead of, re and then we can reframe that and go, oh, this is happening for me. Yeah. Because how we feel is also mirrors our biochemistry and how happy and healthy we'll be and, and therefore how we show up in the world. Yes, 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 yes. And how we can be of service, how we turn our yeah. wounds into wisdom. Oh, I love that. I'm writing down. Turn our wounds. I'm going to chop this video up in so many pieces. <laughs> Turn our wounds into wisdom. wisdom. I love we're, it. We're on, the, we're on the path of the wounded healer. Yeah, the wounded healer, absolutely. There's um in archetypes, there's a card called prostitute, and it's not what you think. Um, oh, I've been there. I know the prostitute archetype. Yeah, it's like when you're when you're betraying yourself. Absolutely. It's when you're selling yourself short, and and you know it, and yeah. you'll ignore it too if you don't want to face it. And there's, yeah, we all have our archetypes that we go we go through in lives. And I love getting my cards read, my archetype cards read, because it helps me to understand where I'm at and what I still need to work through. And it's always stuff you can't see unless it's pointed out to you. Absolutely. Yes. 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 And sometimes um, it's pointed out in a very uncomfortable way. In a very disruptive way, especially if you don't listen to the whisper, you'll, you'll get thumped on the head. Yes. <laughs> so um, if there was one predominant thing that you've learned on what you've just spoken about, what would that be? I, I feel like the most important thing that one can learn is that we, that we have the answers, that we, we are more, we are more powerful than we know. And it's our power, I believe, that we fear, that we, if we got still and quiet and really heard what we needed to know, our truth, and then accepted our truth, um, I, I feel like that is life-changing. It's just that we're scared of the truth. We're scared of um, seeing ourselves, mm -hmm. seeing our true essence. Our true essence is divine. It's made of stars. It's love. That's who we really are. And I feel that that is what is important, to get that knowing, to learn to come back home to ourselves, to our centre, to our heart, and to trust ourselves again. Trust ourselves. We have the answers. I love that. Um, do you have any tips for anyone that's listening that might be going through a similar circumstance or they're feeling the same way, they're resonating with what you're talking about, perhaps they're going through a, an, um, a toxic relationship or codependency or they're, they're on their knees at the moment and they don't know how to move forward. What are some tips they could do starting today? One of the things that really resonated with me uh, during some of this time was that I had to really own that I have no control over other people. I have no control over other people. The other thing was to, I can only keep my side of the street clean. 
Mm. So I keep coming back to me, coming back to um, what is it that I'm feeling? What is it that, especially with someone who's codependent and in that narcissistic, abusive kind of dynamic, even though I don't like labelling things, sometimes just our heads need to understand. But to come back, keep your side of the street clean, be true, be honest with what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, and, of course, journaling or writing helps with that. Um, being able to question everything you believe, whatever thought comes up in your head. And once again, getting still and noticing what those thoughts are is the first step. Because if you don't notice when the rats are running, then you haven't got the determination or the discernment to choose which is a better feeling thought. Yes. One really needs to sit doesn't have to be a meditation but sit and notice what you're thinking yes and writing definitely helps that totally it's agree. free writing and all you need to do is put on the top of the paper how do I feel right now and then just dump it all on the paper it doesn't need to make sense it just gets it out of the body and onto a piece of paper and then you can burn it you know so it gets it out of you Absolutely. And it's amazing how much calmer and clearer you can feel when you dump it onto a piece of paper and not onto a person. Tell me about, go on. Yes, right, go on, Diane. Tell me about your, my my instincts just said, I know that you help people um, virtually now. And so your online workshops and your online course, how do you help people do this in your work in, in My Seven Blessings? Um, the one-on-one workshops, I'm sorry, not the one, but this, the group workshops, in-person workshops I'm doing now yes. are all about sacred self-care. I do it in the within the cycle of the new moon or the full moon as well. So that I've got two coming up this weekend. In Brisbane. In Brisbane, which yeah. will be, but they're the in-person ones. Yes. Now, all my um, practical tools, I believe, uh, is what helps us become they it helps us become present so that they're simple grounded practical tools that are really powerful and it doesn't mean that you have to do all of them you choose one or two and do it consistently and that's that helps you because you're showing up for yourself it's so empowering for women this is people who are starting on their journey they're starting to ask the questions Whereas I, so I cover rituals and writing and pranayama practices and movement practices and emotional releasing practices. They're all um, mirror work, um, affirmations, I am statements. There, I've got, I've got so many, <laughs> so many I tools. Love it. Yeah. And then I, um, I help people put custom-made morning and evening rituals together. Mm so that they're feeling empowered the whole way along the line and they're choosing what it is they want to do. Yeah, so you can set up structures and tools and rituals for people to get through, you know, the, the more difficult times that they're facing so they can feel more resilient. Well, I, I help, I guide them yeah. to guide themselves. I'm not a healer. I, I mean, I don't like the word for me. I, yeah. I prefer guide because you are your own healer. Yes. So this is what I tell the women that are into my coming to awesome. my circles and online and 
and in all the different ways on which I work. Well, I, I love what you do important. and I've always seen your stuff on Facebook and, you know, house clearings, love openings. Yes. There's, just, there's so much stuff and, you know, you've obviously studied and learnt so much and it's wonderful that you're of service spreading the knowledge. Thank you. It's, um, it's actually... For me, it's an honour. It's a privilege. The women that have come into my circles are showing up for themselves. I, it's To me, it's the most important work you can do. And it takes a lot of courage. And these women really need to honour that they are doing this work because the ripple effect when women do this work is apparently like six degrees out. Right. So we uh, have a ripple effect of um, mm. affecting our families and friends oh, and yeah. when we do this work for ourselves it, it basically helps to save the planet so for me it's an honor because all I do is facilitate and guide something just dropped for me then thanks for saying that you're very welcome um Tamara thank you so much for your time today and all your beautiful wisdom what a wonderful interview Thank you, Diane. It's really an honour. Thank you very that's, much. That's all right. Well, everybody, no matter what you are going through, you can overcome it and discover what you were made of. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Tam. Thank you. See you soon.